It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Jordan's online at jordansjuice.com. Oh boy, do I have some news for you here in a you. We're going to go to Brian Crabtree, though. He is a contributor to townhall.com. He's also one of the rising and influential young voices of the conservative media and the host of the Brian Crabtree Show. Live on Atlanta's Biz 1190, the fantastic Brian Crabtree is going to join us here in a few moments. The amazing Brian Crabtree, as I call him. I like to refer to him as the amazing Brian Crabtree, and I think there he is. How are you, sir? Doing well. How are you? Pretty good, actually. Uh, we were just chatting here. Uh, I was just putting you over, as I always do, and I've decided we're going to nickname you the Amazing Brian Crabtree. So, if you're if if you're fine with that, we will. We'll, I'll just refer to you as the Amazing Brian Crabtree moving forward. Well, that, whatever makes you feel good. <laughs> Now, 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 Brian, let, let, let's talk a little bit about some of the different things going on in the news. I know that you've been covering a lot of a lot of details on your uh, Atlanta's Biz 1190 show. Uh, what, what what is what is the latest from Vegas on uh, on on all the different things that are going on out there? Well, you know, for me, I find this to be the most bizarre situation. I don't think we have you know history. They say always repeats itself. I think yep. this is new history. That's that, that's that's not repeating anything we've seen before. We've never seen a guy with no motive, no background, no nothing that, that, that seems to point him toward killing uh, 59 people and injuring 527. It's just mind-boggling that our um, very, very you know, well-equipped FBI intelligence and law enforcement have, have not found anything that really uh, contributes to a smoking gun of motive. So to me, that is the most shocking part of this. I mean, there's a lot of fascination or oddities, but uh, by all accounts, he was just a gun enthusiast, just like I am, who somewhere along the way snapped. And, uh, and, and I think we're going to find out in the end that this is a well-orchestrated, well-hidden uh, motive, and there's something quite, quite shocking behind the scenes here that has yet to be uncovered. Now, is is this going to be a situation uh, like you just mentioned there, where where you know two or three? It seems like, and I shouldn't say two or three years because things have, <laughs> things things are well sped up anymore. It seems like that we always find out, you know, about all these different. Uh, I guess you would want to call them conspiracy theories. End up always becoming somewhat true. Um, like after it seems like like a year or six months. Uh, are people just lazy anymore? Yeah, I'm not sure if, <laughs> you know, if there will be a conspiracy theory of the, some of the things I'm hearing, like it's an inside job at the casino or that there were yeah. multiple people involved. I, I think I think what we're going to find, first of all, I think this is like MH370, that uh, Malaysian Airlines flight that went down in the uh, uh, the sea that we never found. And, and they finally gave up after two or three years of looking for it. I mean, it was just, a, you know, it, it was a situation where we thought, all of these conspiracy theories, all of these bad things, and ultimately it looks like they just probably had decompression. The plane ran until it ran out of fuel, dropped out of the sky. This is obviously uh, something that was done uh, premeditated and on purpose, 
I think it's likely that there was some sort of an accomplice, whether it be the girlfriend or someone that's yet to be identified. Yeah. Um, someone was probably going to help him escape. He, he, it seems that, that with the cameras he put in the hallway uh, and the various things that he had set up, that he was attempting a, a getaway. Um, I, I, he, he seemed to have planned it. I mean, just little details down to being ready to fire at the moment he broke out the glass, having the camera in the um, in the room service part to watch for the police it seemed to be that he had a lot of things thought through and, and you can't you can't uh, skate over the fact that this particular room was not one that you would expect to have been available yes. this close to a to, to a to a uh, a concert that of, of that magnitude we've got brian crabtree with us today he joins us live here on the big broadcast and uh, he's a contributor to townhall.com he also has the brian crabtree show heard live on atlanta's biz 1190 and uh, uh some some other issues that have been going on is uh the, the recent issues with president trump and uh north korea and uh, kim jong-un uh what, what, what do you make of some of the different news coming out of that camp? I know that uh, Rex Tillerson over the last couple of days says, uh, you know, he's just going to do diplomatic things. We're just going to continue to deal with it that way. Trump, however, keeps referring to him as Rocket Man, which I think is kind of funny. But uh, <laughs> what, 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 well, it seems like they have two different strategies here. Trump has the, I want to go through the front door, you know, bull in a china shop type idea and Tillerson's idea is no we're just going to talk to the guy and calm him down that way what do you make of these two strategies my friend well I think the NBC story that's come out in the last 48 hours or so that Trump and Tillerson have unilaterally debunked uh, and in unison debunked on the same circumstances I think for a change this isn't fake news normally I'm the first to call out the fake stream media and their fake news Andrea Mitchell as they call it did a report on uh, the fact that that uh, uh, Tillerson called Trump a moron, although that's the clean version of how it was said. You can put the F word in front of it to figure out what was actually said. And then, and then, um, and then Trump has basically, we've seen it in real time, tweeted out uh, a couple of weeks ago that he thought that the efforts that Tillerson was making on trying to be diplomatic with Kim Jong-un were a waste of time. So that is... Um, that to me is is kind of telling. I look at the totality of that combined with the fact that senior administration officials have said, which are sort of like saying anonymous sources, but it's a little bit more yes. specific. I've always I've always told my audience when they say sources inside the XYZ department, that's usually fake news. That means that's usually what I think, and I'm just quoting an, a, a, a non-real fake source to make it sound more credible. When you say senior administration officials. And you combine that with the fact that you have Trump saying what he said on Twitter, and there's seemingly, you just look at it from a 30,000-foot view, there seems to be a detachment between the two of them, or at least they're not on the same page. I, I think the whole story about VP Pence and Tillerson, there's some truth in the middle there. I think there's some real tension between the State Department and President Trump, and specifically Rex Tillerson and Trump. I mean, think, these are two alpha CEOs, the CEO of the Trump Organization, now president, and the CEO formerly... Uh, for 20-something years, he worked at uh, at Exxon, I believe, yes. before becoming CEO. These are two alpha male individuals with different styles, and I believe mm. that they are having some internal issues. And frankly, they need to get, get it fixed and get on the same page, just coming out on the same day doing press conferences, telling the American people that everything's okay and it's all fake news. At some point, you have to say, yeah, we've had our differences and we're working through them, because then you discredit the use of saying something's fake news 
because a lot of it is. A lot of what we, we see out there is fake news, but I don't think this one is. I think this is a true and legitimate philosophical difference, and I agree with Trump on his position that it's difficult with Kim Jong-un to do anything diplomatic. He's a nut job, and I think if Rex Tillerson believes that, Rex is a great man. I think he's a perfect guy for the position. Uh, I don't blame him for trying diplomacy, but obviously that's not going to work. We've got the amazing Brian Crabtree with us today here on our broadcast. <laughs> and uh, a couple more media-type uh, related uh, issues I want to go over with you before we let you go. One, um, Hannity's uh, Fox News Channel has been pulling ahead of the competition. Was this a good idea to move Hannity back to his old time slot? In your well, it probably was, because I think a lot of people, by the time 10 o'clock at night comes rolling around, you're ready to do something besides watch politics. I mean, a lot of people, they either catch it in a traditional 6 o'clock hour for their news, or if they want some commentary, I, I think people are accustomed to the uh, you know to the 8 p.m., 9 p.m., uh, you know, no spin zone in the Hannity hour. Yeah. And they're not as, uh, 10 o'clock has never been as big of an hour for both conservatives uh, because let's face it, most of the people that watch Fox News are in the middle of America. They're hardworking people. They got to get up and do stuff the next day. They're not up to eleven o'clock at night as much so watching politics and analysis as they are up to about uh, ten o'clock at night. I mean, the yeah. bedtime for a lot of these folks is ten ten thirty because they got to get up and work in the morning five six seven a.m. and and that's not the last thing I prefer to watch before I go to bed either. Even though I'm in the industry, so I think it's a smart move. I do I do want to see what happens a month from now because when you bring on Rush Limbaugh. Bill O'Reilly and, and, and Eric Trump all in the same week. I mean, you, you know, it's hard not to be uh, outpacing Rachel Upspeak Maddow on MSNBC. <laughs> now, uh, the, 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 final, the final bit here, and I read this uh, just today in Talkers Magazine. This is about uh, Rush Limbaugh is now going to host a fourth hour, but do it exclusively on his website. Um, I, I notice folks like Alex Jones are doing more online content. Bill O'Reilly is doing his his podcast and everything through his website. Um, are these people that have been involved in radio, are they slowly realizing the money is online and radio's in trouble? Or what, what, what do you make of this? Well, I don't think radio is in trouble. I think the only reason radio is in trouble is because in the, two, in the late part of the 90s, thanks to Bill Clinton's de- deconsolidation, yes. early part of the last decade, yes. you know, these big operators, iHeart, Cumulus, others, and I'm not saying anything negative about them and saying no. that they bought up no. all, all, of these, all of these stations. At the time, they paid market value for them, which were 15 to 20 times valuations. Now you're really looking at five to six times, eight times valuations on radio stations anecdotally and and what's happened is revenue hasn't really gone up or down it's just you know, it's gone up and down but it's stayed about consistent over the over the line since the late yep. 90s yep. and so what you have is a big devaluation of the signal values meaning that they're laden with debt and the anticipated growth in revenue didn't occur radio is still the strongest medium in terms of penetration and reaching the american people 94 percent of people in america listen to the radio multiple times each week that means six percent of americans Roughly 20 million people don't listen to radio. What, what these people are realizing is that there's a big future because there's big growth in digital media and there's a lot of different people consuming it. I think there's a long journey before we get to that being truly mainstream in the sense of that's where everyone goes to get content. So I think what these people are realizing that if they, they want to be viable in the next 5 to 10 to 15 years, they have to be on radio, which is going to remain to be very strong, I still think it's the best medium for advertising. It's the most responsive, the most effective. Digital, by, by contrast, is difficult to sell. 
it's not nearly as profitable as radio can be. If I owned a radio station free and clear, I'd be printing dollar bills, hundred dollar bills. Yes. If I owned a radio station with the debt commensurate with the big players, then I'm struggling because the debt is killing my profit. The interest is killing my profit. You can't buy a radio station at four percent debt. It's six, seven, eight, nine percent, sometimes twelve percent debt, depending on how your debt's rated. And so that's killing these operators. The bad news about radio is only that there's so much debt. It's not that it's not the most viable medium for communication entertainment in the country. Still, still is. But I think what these folks are doing, not for the sake of money, but for the sake of remaining relevant, they're moving to all forms of media. Radio is going to be a big player with us for the next two decades yep. at minimum. Yep. Digital media as well. Television is the one really. Television and, and, um, and newspaper are the ones really going through the biggest turmoil yes. because they are actually losing audience while, while radio is maintaining and digital media is growing. Well, Brian, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on, and uh, thanks for giving us your thoughts and takes on everything. And thanks for being a radio person, being honest about radio. (laughs) There are so many radio people that are not honest about radio, and you are honest about it, so thank you. Yeah, some of them see that light as the end of the tunnel. They don't see that it's an oncoming train. They think it's a real light. You know, that's the problem. Good to be with you. Definitely. Well, have yourself a wonderful afternoon, sir. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, man. You too. You as well. That's Brian Crabtree with us today on Skype Audio. We are going to take a break, and we will come back, and we are going to talk about Delaware. Yes, Delaware, the city of Delaware. Actually, we'll do this. Richard Kurtz has called us. Uh, Richard Kurtz, I believe, is on the line. Accept, press 1. To send a voicemail, press 2. We are going to do this, I believe. Is that Rich? Yeah. There's Richard the Kurtz. Air, How right? are you, sir? No, you're you're not on the air. I'm just uh, doing some stuff and uh, oh, was okay. sitting here and right. you called me. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I'm 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 gonna uh, come on at noon and talk about some ideas for some uh, for some laws and regulations that I okay. think might make more sense uh, than out of this as opposed to the stuff that's being proposed. Uh, that would be my. Th- Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.